Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome again to the Explaining History podcast. And today I want to continue with the theme of looking at the Siege of Leningrad, which is something we were uh, exploring in a podcast probably a few weeks ago now. So previously we'd looked at how um, Hitler had uh, planned for Moscow to fall, uh, but for Leningrad to be surrounded and starved out of existence, the typical um, Nazi arrogance um, rested on the premise that the city wasn't worth um, invading, it could simply be uh, cut off uh, and starved to death. But for Hitler, Leningrad had a special significance. This was the home of the October Revolution, uh, the place where, in his view, uh, Jewish Judeo Bolshevism emerged from. Uh, And it was going to be the triumph of Nazi ideas to uh, destroy the birthplace of the uh, the Russian Revolution. Um, During the the seizure, in which over a million Russians died, the party um, hierarchy within the city managed to maintain a fairly high standard of living. Um, the, uh, there are large numbers of evacuations um, by air uh, as party bosses and uh, NKVD men uh, were uh, taken to safer parts of, of Russia. Um, in addition to this, the uh, Leningrad Symphony, for example, um, was composed uh, by Dmitry Shostakovich, uh, part of the, the kind of Stalin's uh, symbolic uh, resistance to the um, uh, siege, but if you contrast the conditions of the um, musicians who played the symphony, which was broadcast not only to Leningrad but to the uh, um, uh, besieging troops, if you contrast the condition of those musicians who were uh, virtually starving when they played the symphony 
to that of the party bosses, um, the, the contrast is profound. There were um, regular meals cooked at the Smolny Institute, um, where the revolution had been um, managed and planned. Um, and even in the Smolny Institute, there was a, a private cinema, there was uh, central heating, there were um, ideal conditions uh, for the uh, party bosses in which to live. Um, this sort of appalling uh, cynicism and um, hypocrisy and a total abrogation of any kind of egalitarian ideas that the revolution was supposedly based on was uh, became a public knowledge. Um, there were angry uh, leafleters who um, was distributed across the uh, city um, messages to the uh, workers and um, soldiers of Leningrad uh, about the deception uh, of their uh, political masters. Many of these were people who were caught and arrested and um, you know, sent to the firing squad. But an awful lot of effort was put into maintaining um, uh, the, the rule by the secret police during the siege. When it looked like law and order was breaking down in Moscow, some of the first people to be attacked by the public were the um, NKVD. After the war, Stalin became increasingly mindful that during the many uh, long months of the siege, that Leningrad had become its own sort of independent little state. Um, Leningrad had managed to survive without the um, governance of Stalin and the, the Politburo. And Stalin was very wary of Leningrad after the war and saw it as a possible site for, for dissent. Certainly, the um, defenders of Leningrad had a far more heroic status than Stalin was um, comfortable with. Uh, in late 1941, Lake Lagoda uh, froze and uh, became a link to the rest of Russia. Um, the Red Army built a six-lane ice highway um, with 30,000 civilian workers um, that kept Leningrad fed. 4,000 vehicles, 4,000 lorries were driving across the, the road of life. Um, but incoming supplies, um, which were initially at 700 tonnes a day, tended not to reach uh, citizens. Stalin ordered um, that there should be uh, a new attack to break out of the encirclement. This, of course, fails. And this is, up until uh, the Battle of Kursk, um, Stalin would continue to make the same old mistakes of uh, ordering the kinds of attacks that his generals thought were unfeasible and impossible, uh, and assuming that political will and political ardour would um, triumph in, in the end. Um, when Stalin makes the decision later on in the war to listen to his generals, it's the kind of decision that Hitler fails to make, uh, with uh, notable outcomes on either side. In All Hell Let Loose, Max Hastings quotes um, a radio operator um, on the east of the city, um, Nikolai uh, Nikulnin, who wrote, I learned what war was really like. 
One quiet night I was sitting in my icy home, unable to sleep because of the cold, scratching my lice-infested body, crying from weakness and misery. In an empty German dugout I found some potatoes, frozen hard as stones, made a fire and boiled them in my helmet. With food in my stomach I gained spirit. I started to change after that night, um, developing defence mechanisms, an instinct for self-preservation, staying power. I learned how to find grub. Uh, once um, a horse that was pulling a sledge near us was killed by a shell. Twenty minutes later, little was, le- little was left of it save the mane and guts, because smart guys like me dismembered it. The driver hadn't even recovered from the shock. He just sat on the sledge, clutching the reins. So that gives you an indication of the scale of uh, um, hardship that faced Russian soldiers um, who were attempting to uh, defend Leningrad and uh, break out of the blockade. There was a loss of 20 Soviet divisions uh, in uh, attempts to relieve Leningrad, and there was only one significant success, which was um, the recapture of a rail junction at Tikhvin on the 9th of December. Um, and this made it possible to move supplies to a railhead within a distant reach uh, of the city. This did nothing to alleviate hunger. On the 13th of January, um, one uh, Leningrad diarist, Elena Kochina, um, wrote that uh, about her um, uh, bread ration uh, collection, um, who she was queuing in the snow to receive her ration. Uh, and was about to eat it right away, which is advisable, uh, just as in the uh, the Nazi death camps, hanging around with uh, available bread in one's pocket was uh, an invitation to to be robbed. Um, She wrote that a a man uh, grabbed her bread from her, uh, and she uh, fought back. He fell to the ground, I fell with him, lying on his back, he tried to cram the whole piece of bread into his mouth at once. With one hand I grabbed him by the nose, turning it aside. With the other I tried to tear the roll out of his mouth. The man resisted, but more and more weakly. Finally I succeeded in retrieving everything he hadn't managed to swallow. People watched our struggle in silence. Uh, the theft of ration cards, the theft of uh, food... Um, these were potentially life-threatening experiences. Um, the um, uh, average number of calories per day being uh, so low. And the emergence of cannibalism during the siege was quite well documented. For example, there had been an, uh, 42 cases in the first 10 days of January 1942, reported. In February that month, there were 20,000 people each day uh, reported to be dying. Um, the thing about famines is it's rarely actually ever the, uh, the starvation that kills. It's diseases that um, are the chief killer during a a famine period. This is because the immune system is compromised 
and because during uh, periods of famine things like sanitation also tend to break down uh, as well. And in this case, dysentery was uh, by far um, the, the most serious threat. The, the lack of uh, running water, the need to queue uh, at street taps, um, all added to uh, the poor sanitation that's, that allowed disease to sweep through the city. Their uh, number of coffins ran out. Um, there was no means to put out fires when they began, uh, in some cases due to shelling. Um, and the um, city empties of people as people return to the only place where they can conserve their energies, the family home. When the ice highway opened over Lake Lagoda, there were a small trickle of evacuations, but Stalin uh, refused to allow the city to be evacuated en masse as it would be a propaganda victory for the Nazis, much as uh, in the same way he refuses for Stalingrad to be uh, evacuated. He believed that Soviet citizens should stand and fight for their homes. Um, again, a, a, a monstrously brutal and foolish idea. One thing that was un um, unclear to the Western Allies um, was the extent of the damage done to the Wehrmacht in, in Russia, uh, to the German army. The British and the Americans were terrified at the thought that the Soviet Union might fall, um, but they were, and they, this is what they profoundly expected throughout all of 1942. However, um, they didn't really understand the scale of losses and the exhaustion of um, uh, human uh, manpower that uh, Hitler had put the Wehrmacht through. Um, at the end of 1941, two million German soldiers um, in the bitter cold of um, Russia, um, their improvised, basically summer uniforms stuffed with things like straw and old newspaper uh, to keep them warm, found that they were in a situation, ironically, almost as uh, dire as the uh, people they, they besieged. Um, one sort of German soldier. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hans-Jürgen Hartmann uh, wrote from Kharkov. I've often wondered what this Christmas might be like. I've always cast out the war from my imaginary picture, or at least push it to the very edges. I conjured up special words for the occasion. Christmas, homeland, longing, joy and hope. Yet these words, always sincere and heartfelt, became increasingly strange and precious to me. They evoked something timeless, precious, and yet the conditions of the Eastern Front seemed scarcely believable anymore. How brutal this war is becoming. It is now a total war. A war against women, children and old people. That is the greatest horror. It would be soldiers like Hans-Jürgen Hartmann who would understand full well um, the the likely fate of Germany if the war turned uh, the other way. Soldiers of the Wehrmacht fought tenaciously against the Red Army, um, try, desperate to prevent um, Soviet boots setting foot on German soil, partly because they knew of the savagery of the Wehrmacht in Russia, uh, the war of annihilation that had been in, inflicted on, on the Russians. And when the um, news of not just German defeats in Russia, but also German crimes in Russia, filtered back to the civilian population in Germany, so a general feeling of, of what might be in store for the German people uh, began to emerge. Uh, another German soldier, Franz Peters, uh, and some of his uh, fellow soldiers, uh, found a church in a small town at Christmas. Um, obviously, the communist regime had long since torn out the altar, um, but the German soldiers clustered around where it had once been, and began to sing carols. I have never heard silent nights sung with such fervour, he said. Many of us were moved to tears. The soldier, Karl Gottfried Wirkum, um, read out a, a Christmas card that had been sent by his mother from Germany. When I finished, there was complete silence. Far away from this terrible disaster, which no one imagined possible when we first entered Russia, something else still existed. Was there a Christmas somewhere, still a Christmas somewhere, where people peacefully exchanged gifts, gathered around the tree and went to midnight mass? In Berlin, the reaction that Hitler had to the uh, change in uh, German fortunes outside uh, Moscow uh, was uh, a a typical uh, act of uh, Fuhrer petulance. He was furious that Moscow had not been seized as, as he had hoped for, uh, even though the reasons for this were largely his fault. Um, and he replaced um, uh, uh, Walter von Brauchitsch, um with himself um, as the commander-in-chief of the army. He told Modell um, that there should be no uh, no retreat, no yielding of any territory, 
And one of the um, advocates of uh, strategic disengagement or strategic withdrawal and regrouping, uh, General Hauptner, um, wrote, This is um, a serious cost to one's nerves fighting against the enemy and one's own supreme commander at the same time. Um, this very quickly followed him, uh, followed with his sacking um, shortly afterwards. By mid-January, however, the situation for the Germans had stabilised. Um, the uh, advance of the Red Army had stopped, um, and on the 21st, um, the Germans were able to launch a counter-offensive uh, at the Russian uh, flank west of Moscow. Of course, Hitler took credit for this and claimed that this was his um, victory, and the problem for the German army from here on would be that Hitler's belief in um, the correctness of his own thinking, the rightness of his own thinking, of refusing to countenance any kind of strategic withdrawal, would doom the German army in campaign after campaign, where Hitler could rightly, or perhaps not rightly, but with some degree of self-justification, look at Moscow and say, there you are, there is the evidence that strategic withdrawals don't work, and that standing your ground, fighting to the last man, is um, the way this war will be won. And he was right once in Moscow, and then wrong every other time. Or perhaps it's fair to say that at Moscow, he appears to be right. Uh, and in order to uh, have the kind of defence he spoke of, incalculable human costs uh, of men and material need to be endured. Finally, for the men of the Wehrmacht, something was being done uh, about the cold. Um, heated shelters were uh, set up for recuperation uh, between um, hours in, in the cold uh, and activity. Um, and there were obviously only a, there was only a short period that soldiers without heavy winter equipment uh, could bear. Um, in addition to this, um, snow shelters uh, were built uh, around uh, Luftwaffe engines uh, to warm them um, along uh, through the long cold nights um, and to keep them uh, from freezing up. Uh, and this enabled um, aircraft to fly again. Um, so the poor preparation for the cold winter weather was just about mitigated by some of the uh, innovations that Modal uh, introduced in uh, late January uh, 1942. Um, and this enabled them to start to take the fight to, um, to the Russians uh, once more. During the, uh, the renewed fighting, um, there were terrific cruelties uh, on uh, either side. And what is clear is that both sides... Uh, since the beginning of Barbarossa had become increasingly um, indifferent to cruelty. Uh, the Russian front seems to have been a kind of, uh, out, out of much of the war, a theatre of brutalisation, uh, where uh, there was no room for any kind of, of mercy or pity. Perhaps this is something to do um, with... The, the actual uh, terrain and the elements itself, but a lot of it is to do with some of the uh, ideas that Hitler uh, announced prior to the invasion of 
clear of it being a, a war of annihilation. However, the Soviets were willing to trade um, um, bodies and lives for territory. And the fact that 175 miles of territory uh, had been gained uh, between... Um, and there, there had been um, a pushback from the gates of Moscow um, was considered to be uh, quite a triumph uh, in, in the Kremlin. Uh, from the start of Barbarossa till the end of January 1942, uh, the Germans had suffered almost a million casualties, uh, which was uh, one in four of all the soldiers originally committed to Barbarossa. Um, and the uh, winter of 1941-42 um, was a, an opportunity for the Germans to try to um, rebuild uh, their defences and their formations. So, in France and in Poland, in 1939 and 1940 respectively, um, Blitzkrieg had worked well. Um, the thing about Blitzkrieg Lightning War is that it's meant to be quick, and this is obviously a difficulty when you have a much larger country. Barbarossa was uh, dependent for success on, the, on uh, the destruction of Stalin's armies west of the Dnieper River. And the problem was that not only could Stalin's armies withdraw deeper into the country, but the Red Army could call on ever greater resources of manpower. German generals were amazed at the speed and the rapidity in which divisions could just simply be uh, replaced. And the longer the supply line, the greater the problems the uh, Wehrmacht have, and the longer the campaign, um, the greater the problems the Wehrmacht have. They're not really, as a fighting force, uh, geared up to um, long sieges, particularly. Um, there was uh, inadequate infrastructure in Russia to actually seize. Uh, the conquest of France meant that Hitler could be in Paris fairly quickly uh, on a train. There is a very weak rail network, a very weak road network in Russia, and that meant uh, that getting fuel um, and uh, equipment to troops became more and more difficult the longer the supply lines grew. The other problem was that the men who fought in the Moscow campaign... Uh, their belief in the Führer, their belief in the Wehrmacht, invariably was shattered, and their belief in uh, the likely outcome, victorious outcome of Barbarossa, was shattered as well. They saw comparatively well-equipped Soviet troops, particularly Arctic soldiers in um, heavy, heavy warm Arctic clothes, skis uh, and rifles that didn't jam in the cold. And there was um, a realisation that the Germans had underestimated their enemy. And this was uh, a, a morale-shattering moment, the idea uh, that Russian soldiers were resilient and capable and intelligent and that their leadership was willing to sacrifice whatever it took to defeat the Germans. Okay, so we're going to continue this uh, next time. Um, many apologies, by the way. I've been out of action for a week or two with uh, a child-inherited uh, virus. So there you go. Sorry if I've not been 
keeping you guys up to date. Um, remember to pop by our Patreon page. I'm adding some new and interesting journalism there at the moment. And um, many, many thanks for our recent supporters uh, to um, Patreon. It's been hugely, hugely gratifying to have the support of Bill in Hawaii and Skip wherever you are. Anyway, thanks very much, everybody, and I'll catch you on the next podcast soon. All the best. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.